This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We start a little bit uh, further up uh, the uh, well north of our continent or west uh, of the continent uh, to Mali we go now where the on Friday the United Nations Security Council unanimously approved the complete withdrawal of its peacekeeping forces uh, in the country in Mali that is uh, the vote came 2 weeks after Malian foreign minister Abdullahi Diop Uh, stunned the Security Council by calling the UN mission a failure and urging its immediate end. Mali's relations with the United Nations have deteriorated sharply since the 2020 coup that brought a military regime to power and also which saw an end to the defense cooperation with France. The junta has aligned itself with Russia and brought in Russian military contractors in the form of Wagner. Um, now, the Wagner Group. Let's find out more, speak about this, to, to hear more about this story. We're joined on the line um, by uh, institute from the Institute of Security for Security Studies. Willem Elstrens is on the line. Good morning to you, and thank you so much for your time. Good morning. Right. You know, this situation in Mali here, it's very complicated because... Uh, um, you know, there's geopolitics that are concerned here. First of all, there was a, let's just remind ourselves why there was this UN peacekeeping force. It was because of these uh, uh, insurgents that were, um, you know, these, uh, you know, extremist, Islamist uh, extremist groupings that were simply terrorizing um, the country. That's why it was brought in in the first place. But it was all complicated as well by the relationship uh, between the military junta and the former colonial power in France. Maybe just uh, explain to us how we have reached this point where there's certainly a need on, on, on the face of it for some kind of a peacekeeping effort, but it's, what, is, what are the complexities to it? Uh, yes, it's a very complex uh, situation, as you rightly mentioned. You know, First of all, we see that uh, there was an uprising in 2012 uh, uh, that was accompanied by uh, the, insur- the insurgency uh, by both uh, al-Qaeda and later on then also the ISIL uh, insurgency uh, uh, groupings uh, that, uh, that wanted to, to, to overthrow the government of, uh, of Mali. That was a, a democratically elected uh, government by then. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, uh, we see that uh, the France was there with uh, close to 7,000 uh, uh, for- forces on the ground that tried to, to assist with the stabilization of, the, of the, uh, the situation in the country. But also we see that in 2013, uh, MINUSMA, uh, that is the forces of the United Nations, they were deployed with close to 13,000 uh, members on the ground. Now, uh, your challenge that you have there is uh, that, uh, you know, the mandate of of this group restricted them to 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 a great extent because they were a defensive uh, yes. uh, mandate uh, they were there to to, uh, to to stabilize the situation but also to protect the un uh, uh, that 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 went in, in in humanitarian grounds to 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 feed the people and at etc etc uh, so, uh, so that is what they did, and that also led to a peace accord that was uh, signed, the Algiers Accord that was signed in 2015 between the government and and the the insurgency forces. Uh, 
that stabilized the situation to some extent. Uh, but we also see that uh, there were there were two coup d'etats, one in 2020 and mm. one in 2021, that further destabilized uh, the area, uh, not not only Mali, but the region. And uh, we see that the military junta is therefore actually under sanctions from, from ECOWAS, the regional group as well. So these guys are not very popular in what they are doing and, and, and who they are. They, and they, the, the region and the rest of the, of the continent is actually pushing for them to return to civilian rule. Mm. But in the meantime, what happened was they, as you rightly said, they, they, they formed an allegiance with uh, with Russia, and uh, Russia then sent in uh, some thousand troops or, or uh, soldiers of the of the of the uh, Wagner Group, that is a private military uh, mm. organization or company. And uh, we all, uh, I don't know if you read the recent reports, especially about the dealings of Wagner and the rest of the country, yes. especially in, in, in the Central African Republic, where these guys are committed to various atrocities. But also, uh, you must remember that uh, in, uh, a year ago, about in, in, in March, there was a massacre of a, in, a, in, in a town of Marua mm. in, in, in Mali, where close to 500 civilians were killed. And uh, the reports are that that was a joint exercise by the Malian troops and the Wagner troops. You know, so, yeah. <clears throat> you see, you see uh, okay, I tell you what, uh, um, Elsa, if I can ask you please to just stay with us uh, for a little bit longer. We just need to take a quick pause for news headlines. I just want to conclude um, our conversation. I wanted just to ask you as well that it's well and good now the UN has withdrawn and that's probably what the military uh, junta here in, um, in Mali wanted. But then it leaves a gaping hole. Who then replaces them? Because it's not as if the fighting has stopped or the threat from the um, these um, Islamists has uh, dissipated or uh, or has been neutralized. So, if you will, if you don't mind, please stay with us for a little bit longer. We'll just conclude our conversation in a, sec- in a moment. Power breakfast with Power Weekdays six to nine a.m. on Power ninety-eight point seven. I'm still in conversation with uh, Velo Mills from Institute for Security Studies. Just uh, um, uh, want to be talking about the withdrawal um, as well, the announcement uh, after a vote of the UN Security Council that uh, they will the U.S. peacekeeping mission to that country, which has been there for 11 years, will now be brought to an end, and the forces will be withdraw withdrawn. Uh, thank you very much else for staying with us. Uh, as I said, I mean here's the this is a force that has been on the ground in Mali for 11 years. Um, it's withdrawal. I don't know whether it's going to be phased or it's an immediate withdrawal. And what comes in in its place? And what are the implications for that country um, with the withdrawal of this? I mean, well, in terms of the size, the size of force that is being withdrawn versus what will be left on the ground. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you know, the withdrawal of some close to 17,000 uh, troops uh, from uh, from France as well as from the UN now, uh, that will, uh, will will leave a massive gap uh, in, in terms of the ability of, uh, of of countering these insurgency groups, and that undoubtedly will will lead to to a resurgence in the in the violence with the with the groups. And they also uh, released a a, a a communique that uh, the, that uh, it puts the uh, the Algiers Accord into jeopardy. Uh, now we see that uh, Wagner has got about a thousand men on the ground at the moment. Uh, and uh, yeah, that that actually leaves doubt whether the Algerian, uh, whether the uh, the Malian uh, uh, forces, together with the Wagner forces, will be able to fill this mm, gap. Mm. 
And these Wagner forces now, I wonder whether their future is also uncertain given what's happened with Prigozhin because they've been op- operating with the blessings, uh, we are to, um, to believe, of the Russian government. Uh, if such uh, blessings are withdrawn, where does that leave Wagner or will they still be left out there to continue uh, pushing Russian interests? I think I think uh, they will they will be there given the the, the reports also the the, incident, the the happenings of the of the uh, recent weeks uh, what happened in Russia we see that uh, in the first place there was always this uh, mystique about the Wagner Group uh, are they are they are they an extension of the Russian government are they are they being paid are they working for the government are they a private group etc etc because we see that they move into countries that are unstable but also countries that are mineral rich uh, and and then what we see what happened in the Central African Republic as well as in Sudan where they've been preying on the gold mines the diamond mines and they're extracting these uh, these resources and, and actually okay. looting these resources as part of that and yeah. we also see that in the south of Mali so uh, so that is on the one hand but we also see that uh, President Putin admitted uh, that they paid close to 800 million pounds uh, in wages for okay. for the Wagner troops in the past year. So that mm. that uh, that uh, just indicates uh, that they are a direct extension of uh, the Russian government. Valamels from the Institute for Security Studies, thank you so much for your insights. I appreciate your time this morning. You're welcome. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.